what you're going to get. Right. 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 He says he lost his bank card. Then his bank account was put on hold. He had to borrow some money. He asked to borrow money to pay a lawyer for some bizarre reason. Mm. And then he claims he's working at a jewelry store. He can't get paid. Uh, but he also can't get his resume together. <laughs> and his mama is, you know, <laughs> AWOL. And, and I believe his name is Red Flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. So we're super excited to have Evan K back on the show. That's right. Yeah, he was. he's been on here before. Uh, long-time listeners may have heard him come on the show before, but he's here with us today to lend a special Australian slant to our podcast, which is all advice on advice. Yes, this is an advice on advice special. So advice on advice is where we find advice on the internet that stinks. It's unqualified. <laughs> yes. And we give advice on that advice. Yeah. So here we're, we're kicking off uh, advice on advice. Uh, if I may, I'd like to start off with a, a juicy piece of advice here. Okay. This is for people who are um, why isn't it? Yeah, people who are 55 or older. Oh, okay. advice <laughs> is specific to them. I'm ready. You know, eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll all get there someday, right? Um, <laughs> so this is Dear Abby. Oh, okay. Uh, a and classic. the title is, oh yeah, why is from 2014. It's vintage. Wives banished from men's clubs should start their own. Dear Abby, my husband and I live in a 55-plus retirement community. We do many things together, but we also do things independently. Okay, good. One resident decided to form two men's clubs. Ooh. One meets every week for breakfast. Yeah. And the other <laughs> twice a month at night. Members go to each other's homes. Abby, she says, I love it when they call out the uh, columnist. Abby, <laughs> the man who started these clubs is chauvinistic. He made a rule that women are not allowed in their own homes when the husbands host a meeting. If there's a no skirts allowed rule. Ooh. No skirts allowed. No which is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, even though the wife prepares everything for the meeting, she's told to slip out before anyone arrives. My husband agrees this is ridiculous and is considering quitting the club, but he's formed some friends within the group. The guys are bamboozled by the leader and tell their wives that anything said at a meeting is confidential. The obvious solution would be to meet at a coffee shop, but the man in charge said the homes provide a more intimate setting. My husband feels bad about it. I don't want him to quit the group he enjoys. Any suggestions? Good little Vegas wife. Wow. There's wow. a couple of things. Like They're in that community, and this guy already put together three um, outings a month right. yeah. and- with everybody yeah, and, and the fact that they're in Vegas too adds another uh, tone to it altogether. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of better options than a coffee house, perhaps. For sure, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but also the idea that these women are they're they're still preparing the food, and then they have to leave before the guy gets there. That would be the first thing in my mind that would stop. Absolutely, that's, that's another thing. If you have this club and then you're commandeering <laughs> other people's homes and refrigerators. Yeah. And then telling the woman that she has to leave, that's like a really, like, uh, you know, that's really. Um, it sounds a little you know, antiquated, perhaps. Or, or not, little... you know, like, it's, it's like a hostel. It's like, I think it, it seems like more <laughs> of the point. Like, instead of like, let's have our club elsewhere, let me make you miserable, woman. Right, you know? right. Can but we... it's like, it's Las Vegas. So they're not living in like a one, like a tiny one bedroom apartment like we are in the New York area. Presumably, there's other places in the house that the wife could be to not interrupt this, whatever this meeting is. Like, what are these guys doing anyway? At that age? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) At that age. Well, Evan, what is it about guys getting together? Like, what? tell us what happens when, you know, guys always say they love the army or they love an all guys school because they love being together and it's so much fun. Is it really fun? Yeah, what happens? Well, I mean, I think that after we exchange our initial secret handshakes, typically what <laughs> would happen is um, it's the kind of uh, useless uh, banter that um, 
I don't think we feel anyone else should really listen to because they'll think so much less of us. And that's not to say that it's anything scandalous or anything like that. It's just that um, it's literally talking in great depth about things like how many rebounds an athlete got in a game two days ago versus three days before. It's that kind of uh, banal stuff that we, I guess, can find so fascinating and compelling that we know would bore others to tears. So there's that angle perhaps, but, I mean, by 55, I mean... You should be over that, right? Well, uh, what's to talk about other than the latest episode of Matlock, perhaps, or am I getting to I think maybe also, I hadn't considered what you'd said, but maybe it's that idea that, you know, when, when people are together, women too, you know, there's like a pecking order. There's a queen bee, there's people who are slighted, there's like the in crowd and the out crowd, and maybe these husbands don't want their wives to see where they are in the pecking order. That's a good point too, perhaps. I mean, you know? I, um, I think that one thing that certainly come out of the last uh, sort of several weeks of, of everyone being at home quarantined is I've certainly heard a lot of people talking about overhearing their partners in their work voice and how disappointed <laughs> they've been to learn about a husband or a wife who is suddenly talking about low-hanging fruit and bandwidths and uh, to, your, <laughs> to your point, touch bases. Perhaps it's the same equivalent of not only pecking order, but just listening to the kind of uh, level of dialogue that goes on when it's just the guys around or maybe just just the, the, the ladies as well. Um, I, I would hazard a guess that if it was uh, me being isolated out of the house after having prepared the food, that my first step forward would be to start passively aggressively, passive aggressively preparing food that no one was actually going to be interested in eating. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. Like it looks great, but it tastes like shit. Oh, the guys are coming over. I guess it's time for deviled eggs again, you know, yeah. or jello, yeah. jello mold salads would make a return. <laughs> so, bizarre. so, I mean, I would, my suggestion for these, uh, these wives is yeah, stop making the food. Also, I wouldn't leave. I would invite the girls over at the same time and be like, whoops, I didn't know you guys were going to be here. Guess what? <laughs> Yeah, you go know. find another spot because I already, I already have. Yeah, this. I have the living it's room. It's so bizarre. It's, it's disappointing at like you know these people are mature adults and they're still carrying on like this. I think, uh, I think to be fair, the other part of it, which I'm, I, I suppose you could speak to if if you feel it's the same when you have all female gatherings, but there is also, I think, to be fair, that opportunity for guys to feel that this is a circle of people where they're going to understand the things that I feel the need to vent about because. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily vent about all aspects of my relationship or parts of my job to my partner because it might relate to her or him or it might just be something that is is far too boring to want to bring up every night when I'm coming home and, and we're chatting over dinner or something like that. Maybe it's just that other avenue for a different perspective and opinion. So it's something as boring and simple as that. I, I think maybe also too because she's like the obvious solution would be to meet in a coffee shop. That's ex- maybe as expensive. You know, it's definitely easier and more relaxed if they're living in this community to just go over to somebody's house and, and hang out than it is to organize like a going out thing. Because that's a different kind of situation. And it becomes, yeah. especially over 55, it becomes that much more of an effort. <laughs> and also where are you, I always think about this, like where are the 70-year-olds going to hang out? Right. Yeah. In Las Vegas. I mean, I've been to Las Vegas a lot, Evan. I know you have. Have do you can you think of any locations where it's like you should be six besides a golf club? Well, I mean you should be like sixty five or older. The majority of seniors that I've ever seen in Vegas are those that are chained to a slot machine for about ten hours a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there doesn't seem to be that much conversation going on other than to try and get another complimentary uh spritzer. <laughs> well, yeah, on the other side of that, is it good that this this guy is the social um, you know, uh uh, organizer for the group and that these guys all now have friends because you know how hard sometimes it is when yeah. you're older to make friends that's a positive thing maybe this guy is just coming on strong <laughs> and and is trying to make it a thing where it's like okay we're going to do this men's thing it's going to be a men's space uh no skirts allowed also maybe in the past his wife like just busted in and and took over the thing well, and, you know. and I think you just made me think of another thing there too, is that uh, the older we get, the more there's the chance of uh, people who've been divorced or widowers, perhaps they don't have that circle of friends that they once had to. Uh, um, yeah. I see that a lot at uh, friends' cookouts and so on where you know, there's guys who are meeting purely because 
their wives have met in a, in a, in a sort of uh, a, a childcare group or something like that, or, or again, vice versa sometimes. And there's just this awkward conversation of, uh, oh, so, yeah. you know, my wife knows your wife, huh? Do you, yeah. do you like beer? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, suddenly like, we have so much in common. Yeah, it's a play yeah. date now suddenly for these play. grown that's, men. That's right, right. Right. But I guess it's the attitude, like no skirts allowed or, um, yeah, you cook for us and then you have to get out. That kind of thing. That attitude yeah. is the problem. It's like really. the, no skirts, no dames. Right, kind of thing. right, right. It's uh, it's probably trying to recapture some semblance of uh, youthful independence, perhaps. I don't know where it comes from exactly. but um, So the advice that is dished out. Yeah, what is it? Um, yeah. Dear good little wife. Right. Well, that's well, it appears the founder of the club has his head firmly stuck in the 1950s. Yep. And while we can't change that, I do have some suggestions. First, stop preparing the food. Perfect. Let them do it for themselves. Or she says, go make them do takeout or deli order. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second is that the the women join together from evening for fun while the men are having their meeting. And then you don't tell the men what you've been doing. At all. So the ladies have their own special occasion. They don't say where they went, what they did. Um, and that's that's pretty much our advice. Huh. I think that was pretty in line, I think, with what you'd been thinking of there, Jaquetta. Yeah. yeah. Cut the food, do your own thing, or just show up. <laughs> but I, I imagine for, for older women, that it probably has more of a sting, like, cut the food. Well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but <laughs> damn it, that'll show them. <laughs> Yeah, and it's your club. You get the food. I don't belong to yeah. the club. I don't do any of it. And nope. by the way, ladies, here's a flyer for the Thunder from Down Under show that's on the Excalibur <laughs> down the road. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was thinking because there's a lot more fun things in Las Vegas for older women to do, I feel like. Yeah. Like a group of older women out of the casinos, that's fun. Right. Absolutely. Like a group of older men out of the casinos looks like that film with Robert De Niro and a bunch of other people. It's like Last Vegas. Oversized glasses sitting in the sports book for 10 hours <laughs> yes. with yeah. a cigar yeah. and losing money on horses that are really not going to win. <laughs> yeah, with a stinky cigar versus the wives who are like, you know, brandishing $1 bills. <laughs> exactly right. <Yeah. laughs> All right, Katie, what do you have for us? Some advice on advice. Okay, I have some e You know how we nice. love our e Classic E. Jean. Yes. Uh, says, uh, Dear E. Jean, I've forgotten what it's like to be in love. I'm a. Tw- oh. <laughs> How I'm, old is a person? I'm a. Tw- I'm a 27 year old woman <laughs> <laughs> who has been single for years. I tried online dating and I met some nice guys, but since my last serious relationship ended, I felt absolutely nothing. Not even a twinge of romance. One gentleman in particular was fantastic. However, no matter how hard we tried, nothing. This dreadful feeling has been made worse with the loss of my grandmother and my cat in the same month, which really sent me me into a tailspin. The grandmother should be higher up than the cat in my mind. It's like... I feel like I have an icy black heart. It oh. seems it seems like such a ridiculous question, but what can I do to make myself feel again? Signed, Frozen. Okay, oh, so frozen. she's she's twenty seven. Yeah, and she but she writes like she's much much older. Doesn't she? The vocabulary that she used. I mean, I didn't jot down the words, but it was like a couple of those things. I was like. Really? You're 27? <laughs> right. She said one gentleman was fantastic. Yeah. Yes, and one, one, one 26-year-old gentleman. <laughs> this dreadful feeling has been made worse. Yeah. yeah she <laughs> Did she, by chance, was this question written 150 years ago where the life expectancy was 34, 35? Her time is running short. It's a Pride and Prejudice novel or something. Like exactly. I want to know where, wow. where she, what online dating site she's on. Oh, fair. Online dating, of course. She it's like, you know, yeah. Heathcliff. Dot com or something. Yeah. <laughs> time, time Darcy. Is out. <laughs> <Dot> com. <laughs> I'll meet you by the moors. Exactly. <laughs> Good grief. Well, I don't know what to say to this person. What? The question. What's Lighten the question up. again? How do I make myself feel again? She just feels like she's an icy wow. heart, and she. It's been. This has been years, and she's in this slump where she can't feel anything for anyone. Well, and then now with wow. her cat and her grandmother. I would say that the fact that you are grieving the, the cat and the grandmother shows that you don't have an icy heart. 
Yeah. Because a person with an icy heart would have been like, F the grandmother, F the cat, I'm moving on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, you, your heart will be broken again. So you can look forward to that would be my advice. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So is it, is that the case? <laughs> She's protecting herself? I think so. Or maybe it's just that she hasn't, you know, found the ascot wearing gentleman of her, you know, of her desires. I think that this person needs to meet someone, I feel like, at a literary event. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or, or like, um, you know, like maybe people who are into steampunk would get along with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> or she has to like give up on what she thinks she wants because she's going after the same, maybe the same type of guy who is boring Mm -hmm. and there's no attraction. There's no chemistry. There's, she doesn't have any feelings. Right. I think she could be perhaps either going for the same type or perhaps has idealized it in such a way that um, she's running off what one experience. I mean, well, one at least that was really good. I think it's about understanding that you've got to just, give it more time but be open to it right and and yeah um but don't don't get another cat yet no wait on the cat and the scrapbook wait yeah wait on the cat (laughs) i think you know i think that she should like when she goes uh, online to date she should pick guys she that are the exact opposite of what she did pick what she picked before and just be like i'm just going out on a date with this guy who you know rides a motorcycle who knows like <laughs> you, know where, you know where she's going to really meet someone different is at an over fifty-five men's only group in Vegas. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. Her gentleman is there. He's ready to to doff his cat from his scooty. Recently yeah, scooty widowed. Puff. He's buying yeah. a bike on his third midlife crisis. This would be perfect. Yeah, he said no skirts allowed, but that's not really what his heart is saying. Exactly. And he may have a cat too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to hear what the advice is? Yes. Please. So E. Jean writes, Frozen My Goosebump, who said you must be who said you must be in love with a man right this very minute? Leave that heart of yours in the freezer, girl. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Revel in your liberty. It's an ask E. Jean law. One woman's freedom from love is the next woman's torment from love. This law, however, does not pertain to kittens. Kittens are alien geniuses. Kittens hold the secret to making you feel again. It's like a PETA ad. Yeah. And one is waiting for you at the shelter. So she's basically saying, don't worry oh. about it. Get a cat. Yeah. Gosh. But it's, you know what, is a one cat maximum when you're single. One cat, ladies. Yeah. That's it. No yeah. more than one. Don't go further than that. I don't know how, I, I feel like it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with being a cat lady, but like wait on it. You've got time. You know? Those cats will be there. There's yeah, so those much, cats will be there. So They're much at the living shelter. left to be done before you have to run <laughs> home to feed them. The six of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But do, what is it? I thought Eugene was going to get into like you know play the field and who cares about feelings? No. Like, get out there. Instead, she said, "Go to the ASBCA and get yourself a cat." Yeah. And leave the heart in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave the heart in the freezer. I don't. I think she. I think E. Jean was, I don't want to say she was half in the bag, maybe a quarter in the bag on this one. Was she um, drinking her wine out of a wine glass or a mug when she wrote it? At this point, it's a mug of Chablis. It's warm. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just the advice that was on the bottom. You know? <laughs> that, that's a great uh, point, too. What happens when the advice giver is already past their point of no return? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. How, how does that tilt the value of the advice that they're offering up? Yeah. Oh, screw I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to pour another wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like E. Jean, but I, I'm saying this is not her best piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, E. Jean. not. E. Jean has yeah. been around forever, and so um, we like her. But. We, yeah, we, we like her, but I think on this one she was like, you know what, I'm just going to quickly knock something out of here. On to the next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So while we're here, Evan, why don't you tell um, our listeners a little bit about you? Um, you Go ahead. Tell them yes. where you're from and what you're doing. <laughs> Who would, the hell are you? I would love to. Well, uh, so I am uh, under 55. No, I'm an Australian who uh, has been now in the U.S. It's actually 15 years this year. And, wow. Um, wow. I came over many years ago. It was just going to be for a year. I've got um, a, a lot of extended family up in Boston and I'm, I'm a writer by trade. So the goal was to come and sort of work on a book for a year and get to know all this wonderful extended family and, and see what life in the US was like. And one year somehow rolled on into 15. I started out in Maine and have been in New York now for 
for 10 years. Um, who knew it would last this long? And that right there makes you a New Yorker. Who knew? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly right. I think a lot of people come here for, you know, they have a limited amount of time, how long they're going to be in New York. But once you get an apartment and a job, that's it. You can't leave. Absolutely. Oh, no, it pulls you in. And then, then yeah. you start, uh, you know, finding yourself going back. I remember when I first moved here, a, a relative who I thought quite condescendingly said, oh, uh, you'll never go back to Australia now. It'll feel like a village. And I thought, well, you've never been there. It's wonderful down there. It's, it's, it's maybe part of the benefit is that it's so spaced apart and everything. But um, there's no doubt that after living in New York for as long as it is, that hustle and bustle, as, as maddening and, and crazy as it is, it, it does start to feel empty when you're elsewhere. And after a couple of days, it starts to be like there's a little bit of that callback for the, uh, the honking horn and the screaming maniacs chasing you with a knife. Okay. <laughs> so even even in the largest cities there, you still feel like New York is a lot busier than Melbourne or Sydney? I mean, don't get me wrong. The, Sydney, where I lived for most of my life before moving here, it, it has changed dramatically in the years since I've been gone. Absolutely okay. gotten busier. But yeah, the truth is, I mean, it's a very different city too. It has more space. It's spread out with beaches and, and things like that. But um, there's no doubt that even when you're walking through the CBD, the center of the city, um, it it does at times have a little bit of an emptiness to it compared to New York, but that's not necessarily a bad thing either because yeah. goodness knows the, uh, the daily commute that I typically walk across Times Square is, is one that um, sends the blood pressure hurtling every day. Right. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> you, you get to see it all oh. as you go from, from avenue to avenue. But there is that charm too, to be honest, which I think a lot of people that have moved to New York from elsewhere relate to. Like this city was a movie set when I was a kid, you know what I mean? And, and there mm-hmm. is still that, charm for me I haven't gotten over that yet I know plenty of people who have where you look up and you see still like the Empire State Building or sometimes Times Square and you're like wow that was the place that felt so far away and so big as a kid and uh, yeah suddenly yeah it becomes a magnet you I mean write, we're, you we're over a, it a great piece on uh, uh, what it's like in the beginning of um, when the coronavirus hit and what New York was like like and it really painted a picture of of what it was like to be in New York and you really could feel it even if if you've never been, you would understand. No. I agree. It's a great piece. I think, you know, maybe we'll put a link up to it. Oh, I'm, so I'm people can, Thank you. Yeah. can read it. Cause I enjoyed that piece a lot too. And even though I don't live in Manhattan, I get it. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's very well written. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. It was definitely um, a very strange, particularly early on few weeks to be isolated in this uh, studio apartment here in Hell's Kitchen and to have seen the city just sort of, um, you know, becoming literally a ghost town and, and things that you never would have heard outside at night, like birds, for instance. Uh, and, yeah. um, oh, these fucking birds. Oh, I'm, ready to get just... a, I'm ready to get a shotgun or a slingshot <laughs> or something. Well, that time's coming soon enough. We're opening up back up again before you know it. But... <laughs> yes. You know what? I have to admit, talking about birds, like being in, in my apartment all by myself um, on lockdown, at one point one day I wanted to see another living thing. And outside my window, there were a couple of birds out on the roof, you know, pecking. And they take off right away. I I threw bread out to them. Like, please. <laughs> I wanted Come to see them. Come and talk to me, for the love of God. Yeah, and they they flew away. Yeah, they're like, she's trying to kill us. Yeah. What the fuck? I was just like, don't go. And I was like, oh, this is really sad. It was like, <laughs> they were probably like, we weren't going until you started throwing rocks at us. <laughs> That's not, such a city bird thing to do, though. I feel like where I'm from, if you throw something at a bird, they come closer. In, in this area, they're like, you know what, I'm out. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. No risks. I'm ashamed to admit that in the weeks that I've been in this apartment that I normally wouldn't spend that much time in, I've now become very familiar with the pair of pigeons that are living just above the patio outside. Who knew that they were I, – I, I know the couple now well. <laughs> I've really got to get out. Ben and Jessica. <laughs> right, right, right. So I've got something here from Bossip. Uh, Bossip is a black gossip site. I don't know, Evan, if you're familiar with it. I haven't heard it. If you want to just read some wild stuff, (laughs) Bossip is the place to go. Perfect. Uh, It is heavily steeped in urban black culture, almost to the point of pastiche, but I like it. Right. Right. It's a little. So this is Dear Bossip. Um, I'm an avid reader of the advice column. I'm new to the relationship department and could use your advice. I met a guy online. We've been dating for the past three months. He says he loves me, buys me roses every two weeks. However, most of the time when we hang out, I'm the one footing the bill. 
He states that he lost his bank card and had been waiting for a replacement card in the mail. However, after several weeks of not receiving it, he had to go to the bank. At that time, he learned his account was ceased and no one would provide him with an explanation. He also stated that he has since retained an attorney to assist him. He needed to borrow $500 from me (laughs) to pay the lawyer. And since then, I have been paying whenever we go out. And I told him I don't have any money. However, he claims the situation is ongoing. He also claims he working at a jewelry store and that his boss has not paid him for three months. He said that his boss constantly states that he'll get paid, but it hasn't happened. And I asked him why he hasn't filed a complaint. And he says that, you know, if he does that, his boss will terminate him. So I also encouraged him to do a job search, offer to help with the resume. And then he said he couldn't find the resume. And then he said he found it, but he didn't have time to email it. <laughs> I'm not sure oh, if he's being honest oh. with me. <laughs> not sure. And whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever I bring up my concerns, he claims he's being 100% honest. He's met my parents and is quite fond of them. However, every time I'm supposed to meet his mama, something happens. The last two times, she was supposedly in the hospital. He constantly talks about wanting to get engaged and married. I've told him several times, basically no romance without finance. (laughs) I have feelings for this guy. And if his financial situation was stable, I could see myself being with him. However, I don't know if I'm being played. I (laughs) I don't want to get hurt. And I don't want to waste my time. I would value any input you can offer signed not a bank. Oh my God. <laughs> Ain't it the so, truth? No romance without, without finance. Without finance. So just to review, she's dating this guy that they, they met online. So you don't, first of all, online, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. 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 He, he says he lost his bank card. Then his bank account was put on hold. He had to borrow some money. He asked to borrow money to pay a lawyer for some bizarre reason. And then he claims he's working at a jewelry store. He can't get paid, uh, but he also can't get his resume together. <laughs> and his mama is, you know, <laughs> AWOL. And, and I believe his name is Red Flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is pretty much, you know what? It's like, obviously, they're, you know, he's just conning her out of her money and he's lying sure. to her. Sure. Well, he's, he's only gotten, did he get the $500? Um yeah, he, he did borrow the $500. That's it, though. Yeah. And he's getting free food, free food, free food, free, free loving, free, yeah. like, financial support, all of this. What is it? Why is she, what is the need that she is with him? What is he doing? Right. And I, I feel like I know that there's only so much space for her question, but she could have also filled it with a lot more reassurance of, I would have thought, what, what it is that she does love about him, right? And what, what it is that is making her attached so then it leaves she you says to she has feelings for him but she doesn't elaborate on them you're right she doesn't say what the nature of the feelings are what what it is that endears her to him but she's smart enough and confident enough to be like you know what i'm not going to get engaged to this guy unless right. he has a financial so it, situation that is stable which makes me feel that it's not like she's sort of looking at him as someone she wants to save or or you know like mold into whatever it is that she wants him to be or anything sort of problematic like that because she's being smart enough to see the limitations of it yeah I, she's i think this is her last ditch attempt for somebody to like say look you got to you got to get rid of this guy so i think she's ready to do it Right. Mm-hmm. She, but she, she that just needs that though. push and she mm-hmm. needs that kind of like, I don't know. I think she needs some extra emotional support in her life and she has to get it from another source. And then she'll uh-huh. probably be like brave enough to tell this guy to get lost. I think she has not. Cause I'm assuming this is an African-American woman. Cause it's gossip and the way that she's talking about it. Um, she probably hasn't told her friends any of this stuff because you know, her friends would be like, he, he broke, get rid of him. Yeah. Right. You know right. I mean? Like he, he said, what? He lost his ATM card. That doesn't even make sense. How long does it take to get a replacement card? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a friend would have right. broken all this down and been like, so wait, he, his bank put a freeze on his account and he needs $500 to hire a lawyer to unfreeze them. Right. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Right. Your mother's sick. What's she sick with? Where's the hospital? Yeah. What's been going on? Like, what's the actual exactly. detail? You must be distraught. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd like to visit you at work. Which jewelry store? Do you exactly. Right. So the, the response is dear miss, not a bank. 
It says, child, girl, stop this ish immediately and disconnect from this fool. Delete, delete, delete. Then breaks down all the things that we said. Um, first, she says, look, if you don't want to get played, stop playing. Mm. Here's the thing. He's broke. He's a bum. He's trifling, which is one of my favorite put downs. <laughs> it's trifling. It's just like you, you know, I just imagine someone just shuffling along. Like, uh. He's a womanizer. She suggests kicking into the curb. But then also what you guys are saying, get the name of the jewelry store, call up and see if he works there. Ask him for the name of the lawyer. Ask for the name of the hospital. Say, oh, your mother's sick. She's in the hospital. Which one? I want to send her some flowers. You know? It's not that hard to piece this stuff together in this day and age either, right? I mean. Yeah. And she says also, you know, vis-a-vis the resume, like, he doesn't have one because he doesn't have an employment history. Right. Right. And, And, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what about like like Evan from a guy's point of view? Isn't it like if you're behaving like this with concerning money around a woman, wouldn't you be embarrassed to let your friends know? Or is this a bragging point for some men? Oh yeah, how does that work for guys? I mean, I'm I'll admit that I'm pretty old school when it comes to relationships in the sense that I I want to be able to you know sort of treat someone and, and I believe in chivalry and all that kind of stuff. So the, the want to be able to pick up the bill and, and treat people and take them, you know, somewhere and, and all that kind of stuff, so long as you're not living beyond your means, I think that's um, a really important part of also proving yourself as someone who's invested and dependable. and Especially at the beginning of a relationship. And, and respectful. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think that, um, if anything, I would worry that if these – sort of issues are already presenting early three months in good luck to see what that's going to be like in 10 years in the relationship. you know what i mean i think it 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 reeks of sort of bad habits and um not someone that you could depend on and i think as you say katie i mean half of my friends would probably call me out for it if they were listening to this they would say what are you doing you know you're you're leading someone on or you're not uh you know presenting the best version of yourself like what what are you doing um, yeah, that there's no, like, this guy getting over on this woman doesn't make him look good in anybody's eyes. If he was really invested, he would be making a better effort than, you know, her going to that kind of trouble for him and suddenly he can't print out a resume. Like, I feel like he's <laughs> yeah. also, he's not showing the kind of effort that shows me he really even cares that much too. Yeah, so he's a con man, really. Then. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the, yeah. she said, he, this, he's a con man, that's, and you are the con, like, you're the mark. For this, right, yeah. and, so if, and if he's not a con man, it's too hopeless to be dealing with anyway. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting. So, yeah, basically, I, I like this advice. It gets a little more down in the weeds, and there's a lot more colloquialisms, and there's a lot of asterisks in here, a lot of dash dash. <laughs> yes. But I mean, basically, at the end, she says, "Look, the next time he invites you out to dinner, get dolled up, get fancy." Make sure you meet him at the restaurant, order some food, glasses of wine, big dinner, flirt with him. And as the evening is going to a close, excuse yourself from the restroom and bust out. She's <laughs> <laughs> a dash on his ass, dash and dine. <laughs> Get in your car, block his number, block his emails. block Like the block for me, I'm not dating anymore. I've been married for some time. But I remember when I found out, wow, you could actually block people. That is something I wish I'd had when I was younger. I know. No kidding, right? <laughs> Like you just block a guy like in, in your in our 20s, that wasn't a possibility. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. I'm going to take some Mrs. Webb. Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take a turn to the right. Uh, this is the far Mrs. right here. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's see. Dear Mrs. Webb, my wife and I have been married for 18 years. Last year, I had a one night stand with an acquaintance. Big mistake. After 18 years? Yeah. Wow. I told my wife and I thought we'd work things out. Financial problems caused some additional strain on our marriage. And, and that's why he had to fuck somebody else. And I emotionally <laughs> withdrew when she tried to help and support me. Oh, okay. Ooh. So recently, my wife has started a party around with neighbors and comes home at all hours. 
Huh? A party around. I don't know. I, like I, it. I know. Party around. What do you party around? Um, <laughs> last week I showed up at one of the parties and she was kissing a buddy. I lost. Ooh. I I lost huh? my temper and smashed windows and trashed the room. The bill came to two thousand dollars plus the emergency co- room costs for the gashes. <laughs> you know what? I like his style, though. Actually, <laughs> she cried and apologized. I love her and our three children, and I forgave her. Last night, she went out partying again and was obviously focused on my old buddy. She's in love with someone else, and I know this guy. He will just use her. He's oh. he's been calling her all week. I don't want to face up to the possibility that our marriage is over. What to do? Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to say something that's not correct right now. I feel like these people are like religious people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The way that the buddy, the party around, mm-hmm. like this is what, you know, straight laced America gets up to when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kissing a buddy. I Yeah. I think that you're, yeah, the buddy and, you know, I forgave her all this, all this stuff. But Mrs. Webb is um, very much to the right, and so are her yeah. her, 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 readers. her readers. So I think you're. I right like. On. I th- I think that I mean, how did he trash the room? This guy. I just imagine a guy who's like looks like Mitt Romney, right? You know, <laughs> right. and then all of a sudden, just like a wild animal comes out of his chest, and the party yeah. was a pig knuckle game. And he, well. <laughs> yeah, he just picks up that bottle of gin and throws it. You know, yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like they've been together, they've been married for 18 years. So let's think they had dated. Um, yeah. How old are they now? And he's doing this. They have to at least be, they've been married for 18 years. Let's say they got married at 25 because they're cons- we're, we're assuming they're conservative. So right. he's in his 40s. Yeah. Although he might be older than her. True. So let's, True. Let's, say he's, let's say he's late 40s, 50s because he still has the strength to cause two thousand dollars worth of damage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and pay for it he probably was like yeah sorry about that yeah and you know? but he had you know he had some additional strains in the marriage and emotionally mm-hmm. withdrew mm-hmm. and all of this came after he had cheated on her the first time or the with withdrawing led to him cheating no he he says he starts off with that he he cheated okay mm-hmm. and then he had so he had a problem with roberta from accounting yeah. Right. And right. he told her, oh, God. It was a one night stand with an acquaintance. An acquaintance? That, yeah, this. Was that his buddy? <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of euphemisms here. Yeah. What to do? But this, I, but they had, she had, they had financial strain, and she still tried to help him after this, and right. he withdrew. Mm-hmm. So it was his, his behavior. And now, so she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't think we'll go. And now she's a swinger. Now she's it sounds partying like. around with neighbors. Yeah, that's swinging. That sounds like like suburban style swinging to yeah. me, like key parties, you know. And, that and kind his, of thing. his buddy. I mean, clearly there was a falling out there because he's not referring to him as being in the present tense of pal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I all for some reason in my mind, I picture like him busting in on a bunch of people listening to records for some reason and kind of smooching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just some bit, like pencil skirts, like just light petting, not heavy petting. What's the most you know? risque thing they can do since that they remember from their twenties or their late yes. teens, right? Necking. Necking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What to do though? I mean, I know miss, we have a kind of a jump on this because Katie and I know Mrs. Webb a little bit. I'm going to say that Mrs. Webb will tell them to tell him to work it out with the wife. To try to work it out and to be to be honest and to try to repair the marriage and don't let these the affair and the swing parties um, interrupt this beautiful marriage of eighteen years and three children. You know, Bob, Nancy, and Frederick. But the thing this this story has everything. It has sex. It has money issues. It has violence. Violence. You know, it has got everything. Is my marriage? I don't want to face the possibility that it's over. Like face it, he's in such denial. <laughs> face it, you're like stop destroying things, yeah. and just deal with it. Yeah, right. Two thousand dollars. I think that you know they have other, they have all kinds of problems. I think they should get divorced. And yeah, um, I think that he needs to let Clarice go and find her way. Would you ever, uh, you know, take the advice from a head-on perspective and ask him to suggest he chats to his old buddy? Oh. Mm. Have a word with, uh, I mean, I don't that, know, what's that, his name? That could, Paul? Paul, that could lead to more broken windows, perhaps. I don't know. But maybe 
Maybe they'll they'll rekindle what the root of their friendship was. And you know what? We were men of honour. And yeah, uh, yes. we don't do this to uh, Clarice and to me and the three kids. What about little Frederick? Yeah, <laughs> what about little Frederick? And he said that that Paul has been putting it around, breaking hearts. Yeah. Since the since the 70s, probably. probably. What's Paul going through? Paul's got his own issues too, right? His, yeah. Uh, they all do. They're all the suburbs. Everyone's partying around in the suburbs. They're not happy. That's what I hear. And that, yeah. like, when you when people talk about like swinging and things like that as like a thing of the past, I'm like, no, it's still happening in the cul-de-sac. Oh yeah, it's, it's totally happening. Yeah, it's totally happening. Right. What else is there to do? It ready? It's the, it's the boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're ready. Yes. Okay. You were you were unfaithful to your wife. She is playing around with your buddy. You lost control and are violent. <laughs> Sorry, she's playing around. Buddy. What if his name is Buddy? It probably is that kind of that kind of community. Right, right. She's pulling away from you. It sounds like you both are heartbroken and acting out. You need intensive marriage counseling, pronto. Oh, with someone oh, okay. who values marriage highly and knows how to make how how to put together a severely tested relationship. See the link on my blue sidebar. On my website, choosing a therapist, couples have oh come God. through much worse and have gone on to have vital, passionate marriages. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I, I bet you the road her therapists, the therapists don't allow people to even consider divorce, even though that's obviously an option in any kind of marriage, right? Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. funneling them to like some really conservative, you know, counselors. But I, I like that the idea that maybe one of them is like you know what swinging not the worst thing that happened to two people yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know as long as it's within the community you know i mean i wasn't sure how conservative she was going to be in her advice if there was going to be you know the ask to talk to the priest or pray on it you know and uh, I'm, i bet you those therapists also wear a collar yeah gotcha. you know but yeah. she's at the ready with therapists on her sidebar oh really yeah she's got them there she's she's like go click on the link Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. That way people don't get any ideas. <laughs> it's probably like Dr. Reverend Father. I was going to say Father O'Flannery. He's like, tell me all the details. So tell me about the, <laughs> right. the one day stand. Do you mind if I pour a wine while you talk? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the most interesting thing I've heard in years. Did she cross and uncross her legs when she sat across from you? When you were mad exactly. Like, exactly. Right. How exactly was that party that you were kissing Buddy at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. Evan, do you have any special advice from Australia? Well, you know, I was when, – when, when you told me what we were going to be uh, talking about here, I, I, I thought that I would look up Dolly Doctor. So um, very famous in Australia is, is Dolly Doctor, which is uh, the advice columnist in Dolly Magazine, which is a – uh, I think it goes back to the 70s in Australia. It's, it's uh, predominantly female readership for teens. And I think it was monthly or bi-monthly, but it's been around forever. Everyone knows Dolly Doctor. And had a little bit of a look online at some of the classic questions that have come out over the years. Shall I, I, I read you one? Keeping in mind this is a teen audience. Oh, yes. Please do. That's, that's teens. Teens need advice too. Yeah. Am I too young for love? The question is, um, <laughs> ready for it, I'm 10 oh, years no. old. Oh, no. no. <laughs> and my mum thinks I'm too young to have a boyfriend. She won't okay. let me see my boyfriend who is the same age as me. And I don't Wait, wanna... she already has a boyfriend. She, she already has a boyfriend. Same age. And I don't want to lose him or hurt my mum's feelings. What should I tell him? Oh, oh that's very cute. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't have kids, but I've worked with kids a lot, and I have seen these little relationships and it, they usually consist of sitting near each other during lunch or just saying that you right. are going with someone. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's quite <laughs> sweet, it. I imagine, you know. <laughs> yeah. For some people, it's the last sweet relationship they'll have. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. my goodness, the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure isn't there to perform, you know, like he doesn't have to provide for her. She doesn't have to meet any of his needs. They simply say... We're boyfriend and girlfriend, and then that's it. Because yeah. what's the what's the first age where some of those hearts start breaking through? You know, crushes not thirteen ish, thirteen, yeah. twelve, thirteen. Yeah. At ten, you're still just kind of like absolutely. You know, I will pick you first at kickball. Right. Is how you kind of start the relationship. Right, flutters in your stomach from kickball, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's so pure and sweet. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cute. You know, and having somebody special like us, you're. 
you know, you're my special person that it's hard though, because on one hand I see, so this child has a good relationship with their parent and has said, right. Hey, I've got, I've got, you know, a little boyfriend, girlfriend thing going on here. Worst case scenario is that she stops talking to her mom about this kind of stuff. If she gets the feeling that it's something that she has to hide. Uh, Absolutely. Because I mean, she- obviously the mom can't stop her from saying I have a boyfriend or from liking little Billy or whatever. Right. And if it was anything like my father, the reason she's mentioning her mother is because dad at the mere mention of this would have killed me. (laughs) (laughs) Billy would be a non-issue. I was, I was thinking, welcome to a whole lifetime (laughs) of your parents disapproving of whoever's coming into your life. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I ever told my parents when I was dating anybody. So now that I think about it, I think I kept it on the hush hush. Oh, I, I, I remember the first. I, I was probably I was about ten. I asked for permission to go to a roller skating night. Oh, um, with, wow! Because Emma was going to be there. Oh, Emma! And okay. My father caught wind, and I love him. But he went down the whole Greek route of your studies come first, and you have the rest of your life while you're under my roof. There's none of that happening. But oh yeah. Oh, oh, come on, for roller skating? Mum massaged it, and I got to go to roller skating. And uh, Of course you did. I held hands with on. Emma as I felt I, she could roller skate. I couldn't, so there was no smooth me at the age of 10. I spent the entire night <laughs> falling over while holding on for dear life to the railing while she kept inviting me out to the middle of the circuit. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But we held That's hands. A good lesson. It was a lesson. Good lesson. Do you want to hear the answer from Dolly Yes, Doctor? of course. Yes. How about compromising? Ask your mum if your boyfriend can visit you at home where mum can keep an eye on you both. That way at least... They're 10 years old. They're 10 years old. What are they going to do? That way at least you'll see him and your mum might even get to like him. You can prove to your mum that you and your boyfriend are not only trustworthy but also mature enough to accept the limitations of your age. Talk to your boyfriend about this idea. If he's an okay guy, he'll understand your position and agree to compromise too. Oh, no. or I don't know. Or Billy. he's ten and won't understand any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Billy just wants to be play like, kickball. <laughs> yeah, this like this is over. I didn't know this relationship entailed all of this. Oh, God. It was literally <laughs> just like holding your place in line. Yeah, or like dessert. Right. I'm not looking you for know. a big commitment right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking for some fun. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, look, I don't want to overthink this, Agatha, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I asked, I asked like, you know, it's funny because learning how to date and what you're looking for in a relationship when you're young like that. I asked like a teenager, a younger teenager, um, you know, she said she had a boyfriend and I said, Oh, you know, what, you know, what are some of the qualities that you like about him? And, and what are, what are kind of the rules of your relationship, you know? And she's like, well, we have a rule that if one of us goes someplace else without the other, that we have to tell each other what we did. So you don't feel stupid when your friends tell you that you we saw uh, the other out. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Like, so it's like you're just letting you, you know, checking in with each other. Right. Communicating. So it seems like you're a part of each other's lives. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. Yeah, I don't I know. Like I didn't, that. I didn't date until, and I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed to say, I don't think I dated anyone until I was like 19. I had no clue what was going on whatsoever. And I saw some of the worst examples around me. And I think that I was, that was one of the reasons I was like, screw it. Right. Yeah. right. Like, you know, smarter, you start yeah. seeing, you start seeing really bad stuff around 15, 16 mm-hmm. with relationships. You see your friends in relationships that are, that kind of mirror the bad adult relationships yeah. around them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're just really abusive and, you know, just all kinds of things that you, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and skip that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I <laughs> totally later. agree with you. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I started seeing a lot of that too. Scary. It's- yeah. Cause you're 16 and you're like, wow, my, my friend is being, you know, it's like close to being like the burning bed, like a battered woman over here. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And we're still young. As if teenage years aren't hard enough. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. You see controlling behavior, and, and I saw some of my female friends acting weird too, you know, playing games with some of the guys who were interested in them. Just a lot of, you mm. know, a lot of gamesmanship and things that I wasn't really interested in. And also, too, I could, I might have been just immature. 
No, you know, I have I know. to say, I mean, I, I certainly wonder, and, and you know, this makes me sound like such an old man, but I, I also wonder how it all plays out in this day and age where, you know, the, the social media and all of the different apps and everything come into it as well too. It must yeah. make it so much more challenging. A friend was telling me the other day that his daughter, who was 10, he just went in to kiss her goodnight and she was on, I, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was an app, it was like a social messaging app for younger, I guess, preteens or something like that, all around that age mm-hmm. of 9, 10, 11. And he, he just was sort of describing how it's just so different because she was talking to a boy that she liked at 10, messaging at 8.30 at night, 9 o'clock at night, you know. And, um, wow. I don't know. I mean, maybe that makes things easier in some ways or, or it makes it Maybe, easy. yeah. I, I don't know. but it, it's, Maybe it does. Maybe it allows them to rehearse things in a way. Perhaps, that, yeah. You know, maybe you can think about what you say, you know, maybe, you know, before you put it out there. I just remember thinking, like, you know, when you're young and you're like, I don't know if people like me or not. Well, nowadays, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you've got, you've so got you how many likes awkward, on my profile, right? Because, right. If you're like, oh, no, like, Jessica has all the likes and I have like a thumbs down and then the smiley face with just a line for a mouth, <laughs> yeah. you know that you're not popular. Which is. That's the worst part of it. I mean, at least you could probably wing it through high school thinking, oh, I think, you know, there's a few people like me. But no, no, this app says that only one person likes me, and that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I I commented on my own post. Yes. Great photo, Evan. Looks like you're having an awesome time. (laughs) Aw. All right, so I have – we we talked about cats earlier. I just want to – Give you a, another Carolyn Hacks, okay. who's in the Seattle Post Intelligence, or sometimes the, the Washington Post. Dear Carolyn, my girlfriend has a horrible cat. Most of this is her fault. She never trained him to stop attacking people, <laughs> stealing food. The cat screams constantly throughout the night because he used to be an outdoor cat. Her parents live out in the country, and he was basically a farm cat that was brought into the city. He hasn't even been fixed. Oh, All right, so this is like a, you oh, know. boy. So this sounds very judgmental, but he's a cat and you can't blame him. You know, it's not like he knows any better. I don't want to live with this cat. My (laughs) girlfriend says my refusal to move in until the cat is gone is a me or cat ultimatum. And I don't think it's fair. The cat's 18. So I can just wait it out. But I did suggest that she rehome the cat with the parents. Um, But that was the only chance, the only suggestion I made. We're fighting a lot. It seems ridiculous to break over a cat, break up over a cat. And we both love cats. I mean, I don't like this one, but (laughs) I don't want to see the cat unhappy. However, she doesn't want to start waiting for her cat to die and or for me to move in. Also, this is my favorite part. I'm allergic to cats. (laughs) My girlfriend doesn't believe me because I had cats as a kid, but it's usually something that I could have medicated. But this cat, possibly from sheer force of will, is the most allergy-inducing cat I've ever met. I don't want to endanger my life, um, but I, I can't live with this cat. Ultimatum or condition? That's the the question. Wow. That's why he signs his name. Dear, you know, signed ultimatum or condition. This cat sounds like a dick. <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, it's a tough question because. The first mistake was to think that someone suggested you can train a cat. You can't train cats. <laughs> yeah, this guy knows nothing. No. He and, knows nothing about cats. And it's not the cat's fault that he's come out of the country into the big smoke at a, such an advanced age. Like, must be completely <laughs> discombobulated and stressing out. I'd be lashing out as well. But um, And he steals food. The cat's a thief. Let's not forget that. <laughs> he's a thief. Yeah. The cat, obviously, it's not its fault, but it sounds like it's just – unbearable and right. she, she just, already knows this cat so she's like she puts up with this kind of behavior you know she's like, That's great despite she should fix the cat should definitely have fixed the cat although at 18 yeah. i think i think those days might have sailed by now maybe <laughs> yeah, right. I, I just feel like for they say for animals as they get older if they're not fixed they just become really grumpy uh okay right right, right. you know well, so maybe Maybe that's where it's going. But you're right. It might be too late to take this cat to a vet and be like, you know. The surgery could be riskier than the uh, the benefit. Right? <laughs> I don't yes. know. If you're trying to say like, you know, live in a, in a place with this animal and number one, you're allergic and two, you can't stand the behavior of this 
this cat who's not going to change. I mean, you can't yeah. be And it sounds like bad that. behavior. It's not just that the cat, you know, is territorial or, you know, needs attention. The cat is thieving. It's screaming. It attacks people. Do you buy the allergy excuse, though? Because, I mean, I'm not saying that she isn't allergic, but you had a lot of years before you just built up <laughs> enough resentment to consider the allergy a, a reason not to be with the cat anymore, too, right? I don't know. I don't know. So Unless the, the, the guy... The guy is allergic to cats. Like my my husband is allergic to cats, and it it actually depends on the cat, though. Uh, okay. I think on the type of cat because we go to houses sometimes, or how long he's around it. Right. But if you're going to be living there all the time, sure, sure. I, you know, I don't I don't know if that's tenable. And and I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable asking one someone to take medication no, for something see, that I didn't know they. Right. You know what I mean? I like, misunderstood. I thought it was the original owner was claiming that they had it. No, 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 no. Me, it's him. If that's the case, well, then that's a whole different matter, isn't it? Because yeah. that's that's a lot to expect of someone. I mean, that's kind of that's that's not tenable at all. Yeah. It's a tough one for me because you know, as people who've listened to the podcast, people who know me, I'm a country person, so we have a different approach to animals. Um, <laughs> and I would definitely not choose an animal over a person yeah in that kind of situation agreed you know agreed i know i know that people have their their pets and um they're like family and all of that but it would not for guests though not for guests yeah i feel like yeah like you know i've had i've had dogs here and I've, i always make sure that people know when i have a party at my house you guys have been to my house yeah, yeah. that's I have a dog. There are occasions where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the dog across the street. If there's someone at the party who's uncomfortable, my dog is hypoallergenic. But, you know, why take a risk? Yeah. Sure, sure. I, th- I think you that know. the key here is that if if particularly there's a way for the cat to be returned to family um, rather yeah. than at that age to – I mean, I feel for the cat just being dumped in a in a new home or a shelter at that age, that would probably be, you know, a, a horrible outcome. But um, – if there's... Go back to the farm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that everybody else is pretty reasonable, except this woman with the cat. That she <laughs> brought the cat to the city, and she lives with this behavior. I, what's yes. wrong with her? The cat is not into it. You're totally right. The cat is like, "Bitch, get me out of here! Yeah. I'm trying to kill you. I'll steal I'm, your food. What, what is I'm it going to take? I'm trying to. I'm trying to starve you out. I'm screaming at the top. Like, can you not hear me <laughs> saying, "I want to go back to the farm"? Yeah. What do I have to do? Right, right. You know, this is acting out, right? You're exactly you right. You got to send this woman for some therapy or something. And you know, yeah. maybe maybe this is your this is uh, the saving grace, guy. Get away from her. Well, funnily enough, that's exactly what Hack says. Is it possible that this cat is your guardian angel, <laughs> entertainingly packaged as a feline hell beast? You know. She said, I'd move in with a screaming, aggressive, unfixed barn cat before I move in with someone who dismissed my health issues as a ploy to get their way. Allergy deniers have featured in some of the most horrifying stories ever published. It's sociopathic behavior. Mm. And she's calling you a liar. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. I I don't like allergies. Um, Obviously, no one does. But I've never denied anyone's. Like, if you told me you had an allergy to something, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, not believe <laughs> right, you. right, right. If you're like, I'm allergic to, I know someone who is allergic to uh, peaches. So whenever I have a party, I make sure not to have anything with a peach or any kind of really stone fruit sure. around. Okay. It's and I, I, I don't ask her why or what it is. I don't care. She said she's allergic, so I'm going to not kill her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right it's right. very easy. I'll have a grapefruit instead of, you know, instead of peaches in the drink I'm making. Yeah, you have to think of all the white lies that you might come up with. I don't know. It doesn't really come up my radar as one to mention. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so see, no more ridiculous reasons to break up. The cat has to die uh, in the making of this answer. Yeah. Basically, she's like, this cat is giving you an out, bro. Take it. Yeah. Run, man. Run. Run, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there. What a night. What a nightmare. I can't imagine. Someone says to also, um, they chimed in, an unneutered tomcat who grew up in a barn being kept in an apartment. That poor animal. Yeah. No wonder he acts out. Yeah, so she's basically torturing this cat. She'll torture you, dude. Get out. Run. Yeah, yeah run. <laughs> a lot of people are really angry that they didn't have the cat fixed. They're like, this is irresponsible behavior. Right. Yeah, because the, the cat's walking around with equipment that he can't use. 
Right. For the first time in his life, by the way, keep in mind. Because if he was a barn cat, he is a tomcat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really, where are you taking me? (laughs) Yes, he's stuck stuck in this apartment. There's no ladies. (laughs) Plus this guy. Yeah. Who he doesn't like. And clearly not enough food because I'm having to steal for it. As opposed to (laughs) plenitude of mice that I had back on the farm. (laughs) So... Evan, we want to thank you so much for um, spending this time with us. Um, oh, you know, thank you so much for really... having me back. It's always yeah. great to catch up. Yeah. And if people are looking to find out any more about you or your work, is there anywhere in particular they can look? Uh, sure. They could visit uh, thecud.com, um, T-H-E-C-U-D. We have uh, um, monthly issues there. Um, and also quarterly, uh, we have gascanmag.com, which is a music quarterly that I co-edit. Um, Gascan. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll send yes, you the Mag. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll put up all these links up here at thecud.com and is where you can find the piece that you wrote about uh, being in Manhattan at the beginning of COVID. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll be sure to have that up for you. Okay. And then gas, gascan.com. Thank you. Okay. My Thanks, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.